Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bored and Annoyed. I'm Jackson. I'm home at the movies. And uh, yeah, so we got a couple things to talk about this week. Um, our topic was a property that you think would work well for a cinematic universe or, or which one needs a cinematic universe. And I know was that your phone. Yes. Was yes, it was. Phone? We're live, people. We're live. Um, yeah. So uh, I know you were kind of coming late to the wire on this one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, let's Cinematic start the show. Universe. Yeah, this is Bored and Annoyed. Welcome to Bored and Annoyed. Bored and Annoyed. So yeah, uh, this was an interesting one because it's kind of like what property deserves, and deserves is a loaded word, but. Uh, I thought of like, what is the best, uh, what would make the best cinematic universe? That's what I was kind of in search for. Okay. So, okay. And, uh, by, by the way, people I'm having technical difficulties. So if I'm lagging or there's anything wrong with this stream tonight, blame, blame the internet, blame charter, you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I had a lot of trouble with this one as well. Uh, I wanted to avoid the gimmies. Like, you know, I mentioned when we talked about this last week, I don't know if you remember Alex last week, but, um, when we talked about I would like to this... make a formal apology, uh, to both you and the viewers <laughs> and listeners. Uh, that was a shit show. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully look, the... look, 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 here's the thing. I said that about 70 times. <laughs> that episode so uh yeah i do apologize that was uh wow that was a thing yeah it was a thing but anyway uh yeah so i wanted to avoid like nintendo was one we talked about for instance yeah, i wanted yeah. to avoid stuff like that because that just seems too obvious right. but uh what now i don't even know what you settled on here so what did you haven't settle on in uh in true uh <laughs> alex form i haven't settled on anything okay because uh, i'm non-committal as fuck but uh this this was uh, okay. Do you want to just like talk about like the idea of a cinematic universe and kind sure. of like, so, sure. so we're kind of basing this off like the idea, like the Marvel cinematic universe is a very well-established, uh, incredibly popular thing. Can we do this again? Can you make another thing? There have been many that have tried and failed. DC has failed for the most part. Uh, uh, the, uh, dark universe has failed. Um, I don't even know if there are others. Are there others? Uh, not in recent memory, anyways. No, there. the The best example would be Marvel, right? Right. I mean, and so I kind of like I kind of came up with like what makes Marvel work, and so they've got characters that can all hold their own franchise. They kind of all have their own arcs. They all uh, uh, go on their own journeys. And the other thing is like uh, they're all very unique. Um, they're all very different characters, which makes it fun when you see them interact. That's sure. That's part of the fun. Yeah. Uh, then the other thing is they're they're all wildly uh, different characters in different worlds in different settings. So I'm kind of like, how do you come up and and it's not like it's not like Super Smash Brothers where okay I've got Link who's medieval and I've got Metroid who's sci-fi and I've got Mario who's playful cartoon. You know, like a Smash Brothers universe. I thought about it for a while. And I was like, I, I would love individual movies of that but I, I don't like the idea that they're like, they're all from basically separate universes. 
It's true. And so when, when it's like when they're brought into like their same, like a, a, a unified universe, that's not as fun because it's like, how does Mario in, you know, the, the mushroom kingdom function with Hyrule, with Metroid, with Pokemon? Like how can you possibly rectify that they're all on the same planet? They'd all have to be like from different worlds or at the very least different planets. You could have some fun with that though, too. I you mean, the, they, they're all, most of them are very Nintendo-y. Yes. You know what I mean? They've got kind of that cartoon aesthetic to them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you could go two ways with it, right? You could turn it into like a realistic Bob Hoskins in, uh, in uh, Mario Brothers, or nope. you can do like the cartoony thing, right? Right, right. So like, that's where, you know, the cartoony thing will work work well with everything and then the realistic idea would work i think well with like samus from metroid right, right? Samus like, and, you could do and, a cool and, like, metroid samus and movie. zelda yeah samus and zelda would work great but so those were kind of my thoughts it's like like uh, marvel works because it all fits under the umbrella of superhero and sort of action adventure movie but right. really what made it great what it made it last as long as it has is they all found a different niche to sort of uh uh um inhabit uh thor sure. you know like thor was your sci-fi for a while and then there was guardians and then guardians kind of took the silly route and then route Ra- uh ragnarok kind of did the same thing but but uh i mean you've got cap with the political thriller you've got iron man with the tech thriller you've got different sort of sub genres within the movies which makes each movie a different experience and makes the whole thing work a little bit better rather than just like Oh, here's another dark brooding guy and, and watch him dark and brood just like the last guy that you saw. Well, yeah, that's the problem with DC, right? Is those characters are all that way. Even like Wonder Woman, I really enjoy, but she doesn't, she's very serious. You know what I mean? Like there's no, none of those properties outside of maybe Aquaman now, have they done anything different with and Shazam? I guess, but, but right. at this point, are they even, is this even a shared universe anymore? Right. They've yeah. given it I up. Mean, you ask the average Joe and they don't really know what's going on with DC. I think a lot of people fell off after Batman versus Superman. Right. Um, so, but yeah, so those were kind of like my prerequisites, uh, vastly different characters that inhabit the same world. So it's not like, a, Oh, I came through a portal. Now we're all interacting in, through, through a portal. Sure. Sort of, you know, thing. And then uh, uh, something that could lend itself to different genres. That was my idea. Now, okay. you came up with, and I'm just going to let you go, because you came up with something that doesn't incorporate different genres, uh, really. But it's kind of genius. And I, <laughs> I, I love the idea. I love it so much. I want it so fucking bad. I feel like if they did this... It would be like a huge hit. It would be, and monstrous. I don't think it would be that hard to do. No, honestly, no, no. I, so my I, idea I to not let the 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 listeners and viewers wait is an NBC sitcom shared universe. So uh, the main ones I was thinking of when I thought of this um, would be, uh, you know, Cheers, Frasier, Cheers slash Frasier. Right? Yep. You yep. have Seinfeld. Friends and The Office. Those were the yes. ones that I was thinking of. And I and I and I don't have like a story necessarily of how they come together. Right. You know, but but my I, I just thinking about like the characters, like you could do something where 
somehow Frazier is the link between all of them. And he's mm. like a therapist for characters that are in each different sitcom. Oh my God. That would be fantastic because he's the, he's the linchpin. And then you could have, see this, this is interesting in that, like you could do a cinematic universe and cinematic universe is a very fluid idea. Like, does it need to necessarily be, movies right no like, see i was thinking kind of the dc uh wb tv show route maybe right right where you know you what i mean crossover events and then right. kind of goes their separate ways yeah and characters show up in each other's shows throughout the, the season right, but yeah i was right. thinking about fraser as that guy now i was also thinking like creed and kramer would be like best pals right um i, I could see oh man it's uh, so I, perfect. I it's could so definitely perfect. see Michael Scott in the therapy sessions with uh with with Frazier. I mean, you, you know? got a hint of that when he had the uh the the uh what was it, the forced therapy with Toby? Yes, yes, exactly. But yeah, yeah I uh I think these characters would all kind of work well I, with each other. I think they would work now. I'm not a big really friends well. guy, I don't know my friends very well, but I feel like they have to be in there. Because, because they're too big to not. Right. They're too yeah. big to not be in there. Yeah. So yeah. so I guess, you know, like maybe Ross and Jerry would become friends. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how you would do this either. I think you... So they're all in different places in the country. Yeah. Though I guess, I guess at this point you could say, you know, it's been years since any one of these shows now, has been on TV. So now, you could do whatever Cheers you wanted. Was, Cheers was what in Boston? Cheers was Boston. Seinfeld's New York. Okay, Frazier so, was Seattle. But he could move so back to Boston. Can, so he moves back. That's your that's your thing. He's back in uh uh fuck. Okay, so the way that you make it work is Dunder Mifflin moves their all of their offices because they had the Dunder they had the uh, Scranton branch and then they've got the corporate office of uh, in New York. And all the friends are in New York. So you move the Scranton branch. It gets transferred. Uh, they, they, they say, we can't have you guys working here anymore. We have to bring it all home, bring it all to New York. So everybody has to work from New York now. Yeah, that works. Yeah, put it so, in New York. It's the easiest. So, so so that brings everybody there. The only problem is is then Frazier, or Frazier and, and the Cheers group. Uh, crew, but uh, uh, no, but but Sam Malone opened up another bar in yes, New York City. It's yeah. all it's all so New York. Ted Danson's yeah. in there. <laughs> I love it. I, more Ted Danson, please. Yeah, so you have the bar that'll be like uh, you'll you'll have to that'll be like the new um uh cafe that that jerry and they all go to lunch now they'll go to the uh, cheers yes. bar, yep, yep, right? Yep. Oh my god, um, did I forget Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. because I was like. We have to bring them all to New York because Seinfeld. Yes, Seinfeld, Seinfeld is right. king. So, so what, George? I mean, I, you know, I he could basically get irritated and you know bother anyone. Anyone? anyone. Right. I was thinking, like, who's like one of the calmest people on on uh, like the office? Jim. Jim is one of the calmest. Yeah. Putting putting him with Jim and watching Jim break. Watching Jim and Jerry just talk like Jim, like, how do you put up with this guy? You know? Yes. And then there's Dwight who, so George and Dwight could end up being kind of oh like God. pals. The rivals. Well, I was going to say rivals. They, they, they're going to be like the Newman and Jerry of this shit. Oh, Newman too. Newman. Like, 
Newman, How? Newman, Newman is to Jerry kind of what Toby is to Michael too. So yes, yes. Yeah, so I, you know, uh, how long we need to talk about this, I don't know, but I, I could can't talk about believe... this forever. Yeah, I could it talk should about happen this forever. I, I think it should happen. So uh, I mean, and and you know, that came with questions. You you sent me this original cast. We do an original cast. Has to be. Has to be. Okay, mandatory. Has to be. Unless unless maybe if you're doing a film, but I don't know if it works as a film. I think it has to be. Well, you know. Well, if it's a cinematic universe, the idea is that they have their individual things and then they cross over and right. they can have an individual thing and then they cross over. I don't think you can reboot these shows, though. No, like, I don't. None of them. No, I, I would agree. I would agree 100 uh, percent. Remember that in like 15 years when they try to do it with one of them. <laughs> oh, Actually, God. You know what? Actually, you know what? At the pace that we're working now with reboots, uh, remember this in five years. Cheers, I feel like will be the first. The fuck that is that reboot? Do you hear that? It's a car outside your place, I think. Nope. Nope. Well, if you're hearing beeping, it's live. People, <laughs> it's live. Welcome yeah, it's, to live podcast. It's very quiet. No one would have noticed it if you didn't say anything. Uh, well, you know. I'm uh, just worried about the audio quality as the previous editor of that, this. That's true. Yeah. Now this is really probably freed up. It's like vacation for you. It's vacation. But then this week I put in more thought and came up with nothing than I have for basically any of our topics. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll just throw out some of my ideas. We, we kind of covered yours. Sure. Um, so one of my, one of mine was uh, the, the avatar series for uh, Nickelodeon. Okay. Um, so basic premise is like uh, uh, different for there are four nations. They all have like the the power of like the the uh, what you might call it um, the elements. So there's one Earth nation. There's a Fire nation, Ice nation, and uh, Air nation, uh, and uh, or water. Sorry, not ice, water. And uh, so basically, there's one person who uh, can control all of these elements, and he's the Avatar uh, or she. It, it and and basically the spirit of the avatar gets reincarnated every time they die. Okay. Uh, uh, and so basically you've got a series in which uh, it started with Avatar: The Last Airbender, which followed Aang, who uh, basically got frozen in ice. He he did a full Captain America and uh, came back a hundred years later after uh, the Fire Nation had decided they wanted to wipe out all of the or air nomads because they found out that uh, the avatar was going to reincarnate as a air nomad. Uh, so they okay. wiped them all out. He went into hiding. He was freaked out about like becoming like the avatar. He wakes up a hundred years later and uh, the fire nation is at war with basically everybody. They're, they're crazy powerful. Um, and it's kind of like his arc about growing into uh, uh, like the savior that he was meant to be um, and dealing with the guilt of, of running away from his responsibility at a young age. And then after that series, you had the next reincarnation, which was uh, Korra. And uh, she was uh, born in one of the water tribes and uh, very different kind of... Uh, Aang is very like a, very much like a monk. And then you've got Korra, which is very kind of like... She's like a sportsy kind of girl. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how else to describe her. She's kind of a, uh, a you know, a, a jock, I guess. Um, and it's kind of like her journey to becoming like spiritual. And then you had like... And then I think probably the most interesting one beyond them was uh, 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 Juan, I believe was his name. Uh, Juan or Jan. Uh, let's see. 
first avatar Juan. okay so uh yeah he was uh the first avatar and he uh lived in a very different time where there weren't uh different uh nations different people all lived on like these look it's a it's a weird show they lived on <laughs> they lived on floating giant lion turtles they okay. were giant and basically their shells were like giant continent continents and they would be moving and everybody on that like continent would have like maybe there's an air person a fire person they all lived together and then he kind of was the first person that went to different like uh different uh, these lion turtles and got these powers. So it's kind of like you have like the origin series, you have the, the, the like ancient sort of medieval series. Then you've got like the sort of semi-modern steampunk series. Okay. And so you could do it that way. And then, but then I was like, but how do you do the interesting thing of they all cross over? You see these characters interact. Well, one, they all reincarnate into each other. So you get to see like, they can like kind of do like a self meditation thing. And then all of a sudden she can see, uh, 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 she can see uh, Juan if she wants, you know, or she can see Aang if she wants. So that's kind of cool. But then I was like, there's an interesting character that would be fun to follow from the original series. Uh, and he's the prince of the Fire Nation who kind of goes through a sort of like uh, finding out my my people or maybe my father, the king, is a terrible person. And maybe this isn't a righteous conquest. And uh, his name is Zuko. So the idea of maybe like a parallel show between Zuko and Aang and then a prequel series and then a future series. And you kind of like mix them all together and then okay. have like a giant crossover. So you have three shows or three yeah, movies or whatever. Yeah, right? you have four if you follow Zuko. Okay. So okay. that was kind of one. one. I feel like there's got to be something to that show. I hear people bring that show up quite a bit. It's it's uh, really well written. It's it's a very well written fantasy series. So it's better than the movie. Oh, it's it's leagues better. Uh, I was I was outraged. Like literally any fan of that show. I do uh, I do want to bring up the the audience quick. Uh, Pinky's mm. out and Solo Wookie are in here. Um, Pinky's out brought up the idea of Elaine dating Dwight. Which uh, I think is kind of clever. I could see Except that happening. Except he's married to Angela now. Yeah, but that we're you know whatever. It's an affair. They got a divorce. You need a story. Okay, you need a story. Okay. It's okay. not like uh, uh, Dwight and Angela's marriage was ever on the. Uh, I don't think the strongest of footing. You know, uh, I would disagree. <laughs> I would disagree. And then they had, they had their wayward ways, but they always found their way back to each other. And then they Solo read. Wookie brought up that they did friends again. It's just with nerds and it's called the Big Bang Theory, which is kind of true. I hate Big Bang Theory. I know you do. See, I it's bad writing. It's very like childish and oh. stupid, mm -hmm. but I don't hate it. I don't hate oh, it. Wow. Although, oh wow. Oh. Sheldon is uptight. Although wow. I, I did wow. see, wow, I did wow. see uh, somebody took the laugh track out of it mm. and just played it without the laugh track, it's and it's garbage. unbelievable. Yeah, it's, well, and so. I watched. I, I I actually was kind of into the show. I would say for the first three seasons because okay. they had like they had kind of an arc, um, but uh, I think it went to shit. I think it went to shit really quick. Now, um, was it was it the case of as soon as he started dating the girl across the hall that it went to shit? Or was it shit before that? Because isn't uh, that the whole premise of the show? Like, once yeah. that's 
yeah once that yeah, happens once you're kind of screwed yeah once they started dating it did go downhill but i also think that it's not just that they started dating i don't think that that's the thing that went downhill i think i think uh it became more formulaic um, okay i don't know yeah. and, and maybe maybe i maybe it's just that the first three seasons were novel and then after three th three seasons, I I figured out the formula, I figured out the characters, and I figured out nothing was going to change, and then I became sick of it. But also, I hate <laughs> I hate the show because it's the idea of kind of like revenge of the nerds type nerds. Yes, yes. Like we're like, oh, if you like anime or if you like comics, uh, you're such a nerd that or like Star Trek or Star Trek, one. you're never gonna get a date, you're never gonna get married. It's a right. fucking miracle if you do. And it's like, you know what? That is such a 1980s mentality and representation of nerds and nerd culture. It's fucking sickening. And it's also produced by a, like, like basically, I think it's Viacom, which is uh, Warner Brothers based, which means they kind of shit on Marvel characters and they love DC characters. Anybody who watches the show, just look out for that. You'll notice it. Yeah, doesn't he wear like a Green Lantern shirt on like every other episode? They they love the DC characters and they're not super fond of Marvel. That makes sense. That now that no, I'm saying now it makes sense why I don't think I've ever heard them talk Marvel or seen Marvel shit yeah. on them in that show. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so let's see. We've got the NBC sitcom, we've got Avatar. Uh, you don't want to do a shared universe between Avatar the movie and Avatar the nope. uh, the animated nope. series. Aang would kill his other self. He doesn't believe in killing, but he would kill his other cinematic self. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other any other ones that you brewed up? When we were... uh, the other one, and this is just because the new game is coming out. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, one of the biggest things from my childhood. Uh, uh, masterfully told story. Yeah, it's a little heavy handed with sort of sort of like the the messages within it. Um, but it's, it's one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. Um, and I, I thought long and hard about like, how could you, how could you do this? And then I was like, well, prequel stories and then side stories. So like my thought was, okay, we could follow a character, uh, like Vincent, who is kind of like a, I'm, I'm just gonna, you, I don't think you played the game, right? I didn't. I'm actually looking up Square Enix right now. Oh God! Out of curiosity, because I know they made show. it. It's a shit show. Well, you've Square got like Enix Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, uh, yeah, Deus Chrono Ex. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of hits, but uh, nothing uh, all that recent. No, like forty of the games they're listing are either are Final Fantasy related. Yeah, but and uh, and a lot of those uh, maybe not so great. Uh, but, uh, so, okay. So, uh, I, I would do characters that I would probably do that get a, a solo movie would be something like, uh, uh, Vincent cloud, maybe not cloud, maybe cloud would be more interesting as like the main protagonist in the main series will mail it, uh, but, uh, and I don't know if we just froze or what, but uh, people listening. Yeah, to well, hope, hopefully, uh, hey, P hey, Pinkies, if you're still in there, did Alex freeze or could you hear that whole thing? Uh, but yeah, continue. Okay, so we continue. got Vincent, who's a vampire man. We've got uh, Barrett, who is kind of like a, uh, he becomes a leader of a, 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 a terrorist group, uh, basically trying to take on the big, bad corporate uh, entity that's trying to literally suck the life energy out of the planet. 
planet okay and use it as a power source uh and then we've got cloud um and then i would say god that's tough i mean maybe tifa gets her own story and cloud's a minor character in that and then cloud becomes the main character in the main series but my thought is just like you kind of do these prequel episodes almost like prequel movies following these characters that get them to the main series. And then your main series is almost like your infinity war type thing where you kind of follow the game a little bit and then maybe the party splits up and then you could have a side movie or two side movies where it's like, Oh, here's what Thor and Hulk were doing kind of thing. And here's what cap and Iron Man were doing and everybody else were doing. So let me ask you this final fantasy, the series, each right. game is completely different characters, completely different right? characters. New Are they, new worlds like different new worlds different worlds okay. i mean there are there are characters and there are things that come back like uh there's always a character named sid in every final fantasy there's always like a summon like an ifrit or a shiva uh there's always i think uh like an odin uh is one of them um so there's always similarities there's always chocobos which are like these uh weird like a uh, like ostrich slash uh, uh chicken type things uh, so there it's, it's, a it's a great series, uh, overall, but, um, yeah, I, I think that seven really lends itself to a good story. Cause like, there are lots of backstories that are interesting. Uh, it's also the one that I know the most besides eight and 10. Uh, so it's the one I would go with because I'm not the biggest fan of 10 and eight is a little weird. Uh, I think seven is probably the most mainstream sort of streamlined story. Well, we have a question from Solo Wookie, and I don't know if you've played this game before, but why not just Kingdom Hearts, he says at that uh, point. Yep, yep, does, yep. Does so, Kingdom so, Hearts have characters from all the Final yes, Fantasy games? Not not okay. all of them. It has 7, 8, and 10 primarily. So have you played um, that? Yeah, I have. And actually, Solo Wookie, I was getting to that. Uh, and so, and, and the, <laughs> so thank, thank you for, that's a good segue. Uh, um, the, the problem with, I think the problem with kingdom hearts is that one, the story is incredibly convoluted. You got to do a lot of work to, to bring that into something that makes any sort of sense. And two, um, it, it deals with something that I'm not too fond of, which is the whole, like, Oh, I came from a portal from a different world. Like you don't inhabit the same world. So it's not. Which, as, yeah. Like, you kind of touched on that earlier when we were talking right. about Nintendo. Right. Cause like the thing about the Marvel universe that's interesting is like, you don't know who could potentially show up in whose other movie because they all exist primarily. I mean, they all exist in the same, ah, it's Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion the cat has shown up for you YouTube yes. viewers and you listeners out there. He is making an appearance. Uh, but yes, continue. Sorry. Uh, so, so uh, that's why I, I look. I would, I would kind of love a, a Kingdom Hearts series in that I kind of get all of the Final Fan. It, if it was a cinematic universe and it was the idea that it's, it's, uh, we get a Final Fantasy series out of each one. I kind of would take the lumps of like the problems of a Kingdom Hearts main series being like the linchpin to okay. get a series out of all of these other great uh, games, but. But I don't, I'm not that fond of the idea of like, I'm from another world. Let's interact. It's like, ah, you're never going to cross over again other than this main series. So that's not, I'm never going to see Squall show up at fucking, you know, Tifa's bar. Like that's, I don't know. It's just not, it's not that interesting to me. Also that's Squall and Cloud are very similar characters. Okay. They're both brooding bad boys. I mean, who doesn't love those? 
you know, yeah. Batman yeah. and Superman. Yeah, everybody loved that in Superman, Batman versus Superman. You know, when uh, Jackass 1 met Jackass 2 and then they, they fucking fought? Everybody yeah. loved it. Everybody loved it. I mean, the fight was fun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That was it. one of the most oh, come climactic on. fights of all time. Watching Batman rip a sink out of the wall and hit Superman he literally over the head with it was pretty good. They literally threw everything at him, including the kitchen sink. That was yes. so bad. Yes. I hate that fight. Well, hey, we might be talking more Zack Snyder. Shall we pick next week's topic? Sure. I think we're done because I don't have a good pitch for what should right, be well, the cinematic universe. We're going to try this and let's hope that uh, my computer can hold it together here. I've been having some trouble. So audience that but let's see if this actually works um i think we're chugging along hopefully everybody can see the screen okay now we have the uh classic sitcom uh serial killer mm -hmm. uh we've got how to doc and marty meet uh we have which horror villain uh keeping with our last horror villain episode and Tyrion's hitting the camera right now um <laughs> which one needs his own cooking show and then we've got Zack Snyder's the greatest director ever, and Denis Villeneuve is the worst. Basically, is the is the uh, the arguments we need to make. So, all right, let's spin it, and it's blurry as hell. I apologize, people. I apologize, people. But I can tell you who won. It is going to be the horror cook-off. So, which horror movie character needs a YouTube cooking show? Is I love winners. this. So yeah, so we will talk about that next week. Yes. They all have like a, a perfect item for preparing dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got Jason with you know, whether machete. it be the Freddy glove. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. How to dice right. it real good. Right. Mm, dark meat. Yeah, you know, I. Uh, by the way, right now I am ready to throw my cat out of the window. He is annoying me so badly. You can't see him off screen, but he's just up oh, here. He comes. He's ringing on here, something. Here he comes. Yeah, he uh, and he ate too. So I don't know what his deal is. He knows but that you're I'm doing going something. to try to just ignore him. He knows. Yeah, right. He does. Yeah. Look at that. Look but at anyway, that tail uh, in like the dominant position, like fully upright, fully erect. Yeah. Fuck don't you. fuck with me. Right. I am the king. Um, yeah. So the other thing hmm. that we have on the docket this week would be our review of the platform, Netflix's latest uh, European Spanish. Uh, uh, what drama sci-fi thriller horror what 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 would you classify this one as uh, all all of the above I, yeah i, I, I would I, agree i don't I, know if i would go with horror but definitely thriller and sci-fi yeah so uh premise for this um there's a prison uh it's definitely a sci-fi premise essentially there's a prison uh with multiple levels or floors and in the middle is a big hole and in that hole there's an like a, a platform that's basically on like a a levitating invisible elevator uh every day these five-star chefs up at the top like prepare a meal and put it on this platform and it's enough to feed everyone they mm -hmm. put it on this platform and they send it down and basically it, it stops at each floor for a couple minutes uh and everybody on that floor the two people on each floor get a shot at the food so the people at the top level get basically uh, a huge feast while the people at the bottom level are left with nothing uh every month the characters switch floors you never know what floor you're going to be in but that's the premise i think yeah, I guess. Uh, what'd you think? 
This was, uh, you know, we talk about, uh, okay, one, this is an entertaining movie. Yes, I was very. Never, I was never bored. Um, it was, uh, we talk about kind of like these heavy-handed sort of messages and political messages. It's very heavy-handed. It's it's very, it's it's highly, and I'm saying this as a tremendously liberal person, uh, it's a very left-leaning movie. Very um, simple take. On yes, this issue. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. And I kept, and I was like, well, and even I was like, this is a good, this is, this is a good metaphor. Kind of like it. Right. But also it doesn't factor in everything. No, no, certainly not. <laughs> um, and, and the idea of like, oh, you wake up on a different level uh, and you never know where you're going to be. Uh, that, um, that is maybe now, now there are some interesting hints to what, the main character did to get him on certain levels in I think ties into the message of the movie. Um, but the idea that you could randomly be assigned a better level out of nothing but whim, um, that makes no sense and doesn't fit your social messaging of, of basically a left leaning, uh, socialist sort of idea. Yeah. I think that this is pitching. Um, now, I, can I, I stop you? I got a question yeah. for you about something you said. Um, so you said there's things that he may have done to call, like to to make him end up on specific levels. Now, I was watching it under the impression that it's completely random, but mm. I'm not sure. So I don't, know. I don't think it was, but we can get into that in spoilers. Okay. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was great. I really mm. fucking liked it. I uh it it almost makes like something like Snowpiercer seem like like uh like like subtle? Subtle, right. Yeah. I mean it is not subtle. It is very no. uh it's very immature in in its message, but but who I, I guess who gives a shit? I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a really entertaining movie. I right. liked the characters that popped into the movie. Like there was no one I, I wasn't interested in. I don't you know? know if I would I don't, I don't know if I would use the word immature. I would probably say simplistic, but that's, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. No, it's very, it's very simplistic. It's very basic and it doesn't take in like so many things into account. Right. Um, but, uh, but it's interesting. And there were things that I loved about this, like the main character elects to be there. Yes. And, and, and how he elects to be there is they're going to give him an accredited diploma. Yes. And yeah. I kind of love that as somebody who went to college and like <laughs> paid my own way. I, I was like, motherfucker, you are, you, you know, you're speaking for the people on that yeah, it, one. It is funny though. Like what, what's is when he gets out, does he have this idea that his life is, he, you know, right. now he's just, he's going like, to be. Things are so much better now. Right. I have an accredited yeah. diploma. I literally went through hell for uh, what? Three, four, four months, four yes. months for him. Six, yeah. six, six. Was it six? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a trip. It was a trip. Uh, I liked it because, uh, I, I there's a part of me, it's like a sort of independent filmmaker is like, you guys really found a good way to sort of make this a low budget movie and make it really work. Um, yeah, essentially it, you, you probably have like, uh, you have very few sets in this because all you have to do is change out the number for the floor. Cause all the floors are the same. Right. And on that note, it was funny because, uh, last weekend, the, the, the spin landed on a fake nerd podcast for our weekly downright nerdy show or mm-hmm. downright, yeah, or downright annoyed, I should say. Yeah. Um, 
and, and he picked Cube. So I watched Cube. I don't know if you remember that movie from the no. 90s, but essentially everyone wakes up in a cube, like okay. they're in each room, and different rooms are booby-trapped. So like each room looks almost exactly the same. You just have to change the light behind the windows. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of this because it's the same deal, right? No matter what right. floor you're on, it's the same set. You only yeah. have to build like three floors probably, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, super cheap, unbelievably gripping though. Like yes. I was very much yeah. like wondering what was going to happen next. I was on the edge of my seat. I actually really cared about the main character. I liked yeah. him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the characters that showed up were compelling to me. I would say, yeah. especially the first guy that he's, uh, he's the roomed first- with. The He's first great. guy he roomed with, and then there's a there's a, a female character, uh, an Asian woman. Uh, I think she was. Oh Asian. yeah, yeah. And she was. Uh, you kept waiting to find out more and more about her, right? Because um, she was just interesting the second she showed up, and and yeah, like the, even like the idea of like I say it all the time. You gotta, you gotta. It was really, it was really interesting because I feel like when he switched floors, it was almost like okay, this is not just scene break, but act break. Yes. Like we're now in a different act. Totally. And, and, and and the, uh, the, the feel of the movie changed depending on what floor they were on. And, and, and once you got to like the third or fourth act, like as far as floors, you're like, okay, now I know what to expect because I've seen them on this floor. I've seen it on this floor. I know what's going on. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, part of my synopsis was not that, you know, it's it's pretty obvious what the idea is. The idea is if every floor just took an equal amount of food, enough yep. to get through the day, then everyone would be happy, right? So yep. that's where almost like the left-leaning socialist message of the movie comes in. Yeah. Um, what I did like, though, was, uh, you know, as much of a, a, a kind of left-wing view as it is, it does recognize the fact that everyone, regardless of what floor they're on, the human nature and instinct kind of turns them into a piece of shit, right? Yeah. It's you know yeah, what I mean. That was, that was an interesting thing in that, like, there are very few people who are willing to help uh, once they got to an upper level. Uh, very few people kept their morals, which was which was interesting because it's it's it is uh, like I, there's nothing wrong with sort of I think the essential message, which is like there are a finite amount of resources. Sure, and when you have very rich people at the top who have access to a lot of these resources, it just makes logical sense that the further you go down sort of the food change of uh, chain of society, the less likely people are going to have to actually have access to those, those resources. That's just kind of, that's logical. Um, but there were things that I found uh, that it was lacking um, that, that, that didn't, it doesn't fully capture all of society because society is very complex. Right. Um, do you want to go into spoilers and I can sort of say yeah. one of my things? Yeah, yeah go for it. Just let's spoil. What's your grade? What's your grade? Uh, I guess I would say my grade on this is going to be, uh, I, I think this was like a B, maybe a B plus even. Yeah. I'm giving uh, it a B plus. I, I enjoyed it, was, it. it. Tremendously entertaining. I do recommend it to anybody who, uh, is is I would say politically open. I think some people will just shut down the second they figure out what the message is. Um, yeah, maybe. I, and if you're queasy, don't watch it. <laughs> yes, there's there's it's, a little bit of gore. There's uh, it's pretty know, brutal. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's just not gonna even... say there's a little bit of cannibalism. 
Yeah, there's a little cannibalism and uh, it's gross. Just the food part of it is yeah. gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a, you there's, have, as, as, as a person who's lived in civilized society, you're kind of like, eh, no, there's, I can't there's do a that. character who, who gets shit on <laughs> literally. <laughs> I hate it. I hated that bit. But yeah, sorry, continue. Uh, what, what uh, so, were you gonna... okay, uh, so, so my spoiler would be so a part of society that this doesn't enable and, and, one, the idea that like you're you're at a new floor randomly and and you just kind of randomly got there. Um, it doesn't take into account like people that work very hard. It doesn't take into account like some people would never get to those upper levels to shit on other people um, because they, 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 they would not have put in the work. Um, now, yeah, there are people that just sort of luck into their situation in life. Sure. That's 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 true. But the thing that it really sort of left out is kind of like old money, like 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 uh, trust fund babies. Okay. There are people that will never or will have never experienced the lower levels. And so sure. the idea of like, I was on level uh, 92 last month. Uh, I'm on level eight now. Fuck you. I'm going to, it's like, no, there are people in life who will never have experienced level 92. Right. So, so that's an aspect that's missing. Um yeah, my, I, kind of piggybacking off what you're saying. One thing that's interesting that you kind of have to think about in this too is I'm assuming, considering this is a European movie, uh, Spain, right. that it's coming from a filmmaker who is from Spain in a more left-leaning society, right? Right. So, so they're kind of taking it from that point of view. Now, one of the things I thought of, and I actually looked at my wife during the movie and kind of said this, was like, yeah, but like all the people up top didn't just randomly get there either. You know what I'm saying? Like most people who are in the, you know, top 50 levels, 50 to a hundred levels, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, they, they probably busted their ass to get there. Uh, and it doesn't take into account like the, the, the charitable contributions made by many of those that would be on the higher levels. Now I understand this because, how the fuck would you work any of that stuff into this movie? So right. it just didn't bother me. The, but it is way, something to think about. The the thing I was also thinking and, and my theory about how uh I don't even know how what the what main the character. The, what yeah, was the who name knows? of the what who was knows? the name of the uh the prison though? Do you remember? Was there a name? I, thought I don't know if there was a, I don't know if there was a name, but uh we'll just call it the prison. The prison. Uh, my, the way I thought that it was because I don't believe that they were just randomly assigned i believe that there's somebody was watching them and they were assigned based on their behavior on their previous level um and the the with the main character so his first level he's on a decent level it's not great it's not horrible it's a pretty decent level level 48 48 he gets food lots of it is missing but he still gets food he gets food every day um it's kind of gross but he still gets food. 40, 47 people before him got food. He really got along with his cellmate. Yes. Then they dropped down to, do you remember what it was? It was uh, like, like 100 something or maybe yeah, even 200. Like one, yeah, it was like 118. I yes. think it was what it was. And uh, 171. 171. Okay. I got the Wikipedia up. I'm cheating. Okay. So he, he ends up there and he, uh, it's a shitty fucking level. And I really think that, uh, a lot of it has to do with, with the fact that they got along 
and they kind of cooperated and they they enabled each other's lives in a in a positive fashion. He wakes up tied up. The other guy is like, look, we're on this shitty ass level. Look, I survived level whatever it was, 192 or whatever he said. And uh, he's like, you know, he ties the dude down. And he's like, look, I will peel off parts of your flesh <laughs> and I will eat them. And, uh, and feed I feed you some too. Yeah. I'll and I will, fe- I will feed you part of parts of yourself so that you can stay alive so that we can see another level. And, and, uh, eventually the, the woman, the affirm, uh, aforementioned Asian woman who, who goes up and down the levels looking for her daughter, uh, which you find out later is a little bit more complex than what you would originally thought. And then maybe not, uh, he, she comes down and basically she frees him and he murders the guy who was in, in the guy had already peeled off a part of his leg. Like, fuck, like, fuck. Oh, him. he lost it at that point. He yeah. was, yeah. So, so he, he straight up murders the other guy and he also ends up eating parts of him because his month was not up and he right. needed to live. And, uh, and then what does he wake up like level eight or something? Yeah. So I so, think, I, yeah, think, I think that it's directly affected by how shitty of a person you decided to be on those levels. You, you go higher, the shittier you are. I think I'm not entirely sure, but see, I think the movie depends upon the the experiment because to me, whoever's running this place, Mm. it's, it's a, it's an experiment on behavior. Right. Right. And I feel like the behavioral experiment depends upon it being completely random. Mm. That would be my thought, but I could be wrong. I could right. be wrong. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you could be, you could be right. You could be wrong. I just found it very coincidental that he he did that, and then he ended up uh, on this this. He was great, and he ended primo up on, level, uh, yeah, sweet level, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I I thought about that, and um, it it was uh, it was a trip. It was a trip of a movie. It was. It was. You know, I more like this, please, like random yeah. shit that you don't really think about ever. You know yeah. what I mean? Just I, I, when I saw this, I watched a little bit of the trailer and immediately when the trailer started on Netflix, I was like, Ooh, like yeah. this looks kind of intriguing. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I remember seeing the trailer and was like, yeah, I could see this. And then the parts of the part of me that's been kicking in recently is like, God damn, can you just find something English? So I don't have to read. Please. I thought about that too. When I started this, but it is funny five minutes into it. It did not bother me in the slightest. No, you just get sucked in and it's, and it's not even that like, I, I hate, that I'm watching subtitled shit. It's just that sometimes after a long day at work, you don't want to have to read your entertainment. Yes. But it's it's not my fault that this foreign stuff that's coming in is so fucking high quality. Well, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of anything this interesting that hasn't been Korean or this mm. or you know, I, right. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Asians are like anything Asian, Korean, Japanese, whatever. Yeah. Like it, they're just they're just killing it right now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it it was great to watch something else that was those. Oh, German. I mean, fucking uh, 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 dark. Can't yes. forget about dark. Oh, by the way, Solo Wookie brings up a good point that might lend itself to your theory. The shittier you are, the higher you go. You go. That sounds like life or lifelike. Was, yeah. So that was, that was kind of my theory in that. I mean, and this is a very left-leaning sort of idea, but yeah. But the more cutthroat, the more objective, the more maybe logical, and some would say heartless, uh, 
I think the more chance you have to move up in life because you're willing to cut down your friends, whatever, whatever needs to be done, you're willing to do it to move. Okay. Up. Okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with it being random, but I like that idea too. Um, now the ending, let's right. just talk about the ending. I, I really, 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 really like the ending of the movie. Um, oh, so great. It was. I So essentially, uh, he gets put up near a top level again. He's only got like two months left. And he's like yeah. on level five or eight again or something. Yeah. Um, and, and his cellmate, he, he basically talks him into, hey, let's, let's ride down with the platform and we will, you know, delegate the food portions to the entire prison. Oh, I, um, I suppose like a, a logical thing that we should explain for anybody who's in spoilers, but also doesn't understand how this works. The platform, when it goes back up, moves at such a speed that if you were to try and jump on, you would probably be killed. killed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so they're going to ride the platform. Their plan is to get on the thing, ride the platform all the way to the bottom. Yes. And then ride back up and on their way down, like there's certain people they fight with, you know, there's some actually some really good, like, you know, thriller horror-esque action yeah. in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and they get into some fights, but then they meet this guy who the cellmate knows. Um, yep. And I, I can't remember, how does he know him from the he, outside he, uh, world? Right. Yeah. I think the idea was like, he was a general or a wise man of some kind that this guy had met in life previously. Uh, but basically he comes up with this, like this great idea. Like, look, you need to send, look, it's not enough that they go back and that uh, the people at the top see that like everybody was fed, which does lead credence to the idea that they are being watched you need to send back something completely and utterly unspoiled as a message. You need a symbol. Yes. And that was very interesting because like one, that is very true. Uh, people tend to respond to symbolism a lot more in real life than actual sort of like, Hey, we did this thing and it worked like, okay, great. And then the change lasts for two weeks. Right. You need something concrete you can send up to see, say, yeah. hey, look, we're not all monsters like and we were able a, to. And there was a really interesting angle. If we're thinking about it in like everything, and this is a political metaphor, there was something really interesting about the idea. Like they met him and he was like, try to be civilized, have a conversation with these people. Yes. And that lasts all of like one level. <laughs> and then they have to start beating people yes. to keep them away from the food again. Right. And, and it was a really interesting idea of like, uh, it felt like almost like the only way you make this work is you have, if you have a semi oppressive government, that's like, fuck off. Right. You're rich enough. Yeah. And that was really interesting because like, like maybe that is the only way that this works as a society. I don't know. Like, but that seems to be the argument of the movie is that yeah. the only way it works is like, if you have somebody powerful enough to say, fuck you, you're rich enough. You're good. Right. Well, and then you start getting to the lower levels though. And then like, that doesn't work oh, as well no, anymore. No, but no, no, no. Cause then it's irrational. chaos at the end. Right. Cause it's yeah. chaos at the lower levels. Yeah. So like it, it doesn't. And that's where I guess maybe it's not full on left because it's, it's kind of like, it's not like everybody down on the lower levels is just these poor downtrodden people. Some of them are just horrible. Well, that's horrible what I appreciate it. It's like the opposite of the movie Titanic, you know, and like Titanic, right. the movie, everyone in steerage is just this warm hearted, 
wonderful human being. And everyone in first class is just, uh, aside from uh, Kathy Bates's character, the unsinkable (laughs) Molly Brown, everyone else is a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And this movie kind of said, hey, look, we're all pieces of shit. Uh, You know, it takes this good guy who's going to basically, you know, dole out this shit to you. Now, if you expand on this concept, does anyone in this place live a fulfilled life? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where and the movie just doesn't it. It's not about that because it's it's the more if you expanded on this more, you would just bring up problems, in my opinion, more problems. The more basic you make it, just basic human nature story, uh, the better. But yeah, so they're they're keeping a, uh, what is it? It's like a a pastry or a a dessert of some sort in like a glass jar, and they're going to protect it till the end. That's going to be what they send up. Um, Throughout the movie, the the Asian lady you've brought up, her deal is she rides down every month looking for her child. Okay. And then at the end of the movie, after we've, we've basically been told, uh, through exposition that no kid is actually on here. She's just crazy, whatever. Uh, they get to the, they have a strict rule of no children in the prison, right? So they get to the final level and the 250, by the way. Yes. It's big. It's uh, and they, and they said that we designed this, or at least the woman that worked there believed that they designed it to have enough food to last 200 levels. 333 was the final level. Well, oh, that's right. You're right. Yes. It was two, 333. That's yeah. right. So they get to the final level. Um, Shit, I forgot and that. they get to the final level and, uh, basically they, uh, and Tyrion again is really distracting me, but they get to the final level and there's a child there. Yeah. And, Essentially, they decide to give her the the uh, the message or the the cake or whatever it was, some sort of a dessert pastry thing. Um, and the floor goes down. The the one his cellmate dies. They go down into the basement of the prison, you know, the end of the road, so to speak. And uh, he he's continuing to see his cellmates from earlier in the movie kind of imagining them he's almost got like a like a imaginary friend thing going on with uh, the yeah. original guy and he's like no she's the met or the, the child is the message you know yep. so they send the child back up and that's the end of the movie yep and that was really interesting because i i kept thinking like that's also symbolism in that the way that you the way that you reach people at the top is reminding them that you have to remind them of their own humanity it's not just like, oh, look at this nice little thing. It's like, this is happening to a child. What you're right. putting through people through is happening to a child. Yeah. And and when you can humanize it that way, even the shittiest people at the top might actually make a change. Right. Yeah. I thought it was great. I really yeah. like the ending. I, I do... I really, really like the stuff. And and it's one of those, it's a, so throughout the movie, periodically you see the kitchen where they're preparing the meal that they send down every day. And it's like, it's such a a damned if you do damned if you don't thing, because like that intrigues the hell out of me. Like, what is this place? What do these people think they're doing? Um, But the more I learned about it, the less I'd probably like it. So I'm kind of glad that they leave it very much like unexplained. You know, yeah. and yeah. these chefs, they're preparing like a five star dinner. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. the one guy's like, there's a hair in the food. He's all pissed. It reminded me of uh, 
uh, Hotel Mumbai, the, yes. the, the chef yes. in that, that. You know that what was, I mean? That was literally exactly what I was thinking of. Right. Yeah. yeah so it's very good, like, yeah. so they keep cutting to them and it's, it's kind of amusing because yeah. it's just this shithole and they're like making sure that it is the nicest food. And it's by the time it gets to like level three, the, the whole appearance of the meal is destroyed. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yes. It's disgusting. It is vile. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of, I, I really, I really liked this movie. I, I, I don't think I conveyed that, but I do. I really, I really liked it. Uh, it actually sat with me enough that, uh, sitting at work the next day or sitting at work. Yeah. Work in your home. Right over right. there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought about it cause I was right. just like, I mean, it's a movie that makes you think. And I liked that. I want to say it might be my favorite movie so far this year, but I'd have to reflect on that because it's been weird. It's been a strange, strange it's been year. A strange year for movies. Yes. Like I don't even know what my favorite movie of the year is at this point. Like yes, we barely like we didn't really even make it out of like fuck you, it's February. No, we did not. We did not. I, so, I did get to rent Bloodshot though, or purchase digitally bloodshot i yeah own that's bloodshot. a that's a that's a fuck you february movie i don't care when it came out <laughs> but yeah so that's it um as far shit as we watched review. yeah shit we watched uh anything good on your end so uh, let's see uh i watched i watched more dororo that's great um um still great love the show okay. uh i watched more uh, i watched the season finale of my hero academia um, and, uh, so the season started out great. It kind of had two arcs and then it just had like the last two episodes were set up for next season. Sure. Um, so the first half was uh, spectacular. Second half was very lackluster. And then these last two episodes, uh, the first one was pretty good. Last one was fucking great. Uh, so, uh, show is back on, uh, I would say back on the tracks to being a good show. Nice. Um, but it's it's weird. It's weird with some of these long running animes. Um, they they tend to do sort of like these side stories and focus on side characters. And I tend to be a, a very sort of like a minimalist with with these. Like, what's your main character? I want to spend time with them. You can you can do all these side characters. That's great. But don't make me spend episodes upon episodes with these side characters. Right. Um, but it's still it was still good. Still incredibly well animated. I. I think you could watch. I honestly think you could watch if Jackson, if you did this, watch the last episode of this season because it it follows one character essentially. Uh, I think you could watch it just that one and understand what happened, who he is, and kind of actually think it's an awesome episode because it's it's very well told. Okay. Uh, um, but you don't need the rest of the season. You 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 kind of don't. Um, okay. There's a little bit of backstory, which is like this main character is kind of an asshole, and he's been an asshole for like the entirety of the series, and then they com- they make him more complex in this episode in a fucking big and awesome way. Uh, beyond that, I watched um, I watched the Social Network again. Ah, I like that movie. Movies. I like that movie. It's fucking spectacular, man. Yeah, it's like, good. I think, like, I when you're like, hey, it's a movie about like computer nerds and like the beginning of Facebook. It's like, I, I don't know if I would have been interested in that. 
but the way that I believe it's Aaron Sorkin wrote the movie. Um, he's and it's funny because he kind of bothers me, Aaron Sorkin, his hmm. dialogue and like all of his shows and shit. I like Aaron Sorkin is one of those guys where as soon as people start talking in the movie, hmm. I can tell it's Aaron Sorkin. Right. You know but, what I mean? But in this, it felt so organic. <laughs> the characters are so good. And I think of like the excuse me, uh, the direction and I think of uh, uh, the character work and I think of like sort of the way that they they shot the movie, the way that they edited the movie, they made it into like this, This it's a it's a rock star movie. It's Fincher a, directed it, right? Fincher directed it. Yeah. It's, it's masterfully directed. And uh, uh, um, God, I'm blanking. Trent Reznor did the the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking spectacular. I, this is, I would honestly say, I think this is like a modern masterpiece. I think this okay. is a fucking... I don't think that there's, I don't think there's a single fucking flaw in this movie. Really? The performance, the I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in forever. The performances are, are unbelievable and the character work is great. And they know for a movie as I, I would, I think this movie is incredibly fast paced, but it knows when to take a second so that you get a look from a character that means, oh, that's not exactly what I said maybe is not what I believe, or maybe what just happened didn't sit with me right. Just enough. It does just enough with each character to flesh them all out, make them a little bit more than what you think they might be. It's funny. Aaron Sorkin is interesting because he actually did a movie, I think it was like two years ago. It was a poker movie, Molly's Game, with oh, uh, right. uh, the redheaded girl in it. Right. And I thought that was excellent. Like I heard that really, was really good. fucking good. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and he is one of those, like he did that HBO show, the newsroom. He did sports night back in the day. Right. Uh, he's one of those guys where like, I can pick out his dialogue. It doesn't. Yeah. And, and I haven't watched the social network in a long time. So maybe I need to rewatch that, but his dialogue to me doesn't seem real. Most of the mm. time, it seems like lots of monologues and like, um, um, written interruptions from other characters. Like it doesn't seem, but, but everything I've seen is entertaining. Uh, mm. he knows, he knows how to create characters, yes. uh, interesting characters. So, yeah, maybe I'll watch the the social network sometime soon. Who played so, the twins in it? Uh, that was uh, Army Hammer. That's what I thought. Yeah, Army yeah. Hammer played the twins. So yep. you can't go wrong there. Right. Well, I think about like the actors. I mean, you have, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? Fucking uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, he, I don't know if he's ever been more suited for a role than this one. Uh, and then you've got uh, Spider-Man. Uh, the 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 one everybody uh, hates uh, Garfield. Oh, Garfield, yeah. Uh, and he's just I I I get why he got the Spider Man role. Uh, he is so very much, and he's not exactly Peter Parker in this, but he's so very much the average Joe and like sort of the good hearted guy in this movie that uh, uh, I get I get why he got the role. Uh, what they did with those movies after he was cast that's beyond his control, but I I get why he was cast. Um, and Army Hammer is fucking fantastic. I love Army Hammer and everything. I really so, do. Yeah, and and Justin Timberlake. I, I tend not to be the biggest Justin Timberlake actor. He's fan. good in the movie, if I remember correctly. He's he's perfectly cast. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's actually to me, it's kind of an astounding movie. I cannot believe how gripping it is. Um, and then I'm just gonna finish off my viewings. Sure, I only have one more. Sure. Uh, uh, Dark Knight. I rewatched the Dark Knight. Oh boy. I was just kind of like on a, I want to see things I've seen before thing. Sure. Um, 
man, it, it's it's uh, it never it never fucking gets old. No, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Uh, and and there was something, and the reason I bring it up because otherwise I have nothing new to contribute to this movie. Like this movie has been <laughs> dissected to death. Sure. Uh, the thing that I would say is, and, and it was something that I had not thought about. Um, something that you kind of said, and we've talked about villains before, like the villains who believe that they're the hero kind of idea. Sure. Yeah. And you're kind of like, so you've had that character and then you were like, and I, I've tended to agree with you. You have that character and then you have the Joker character who does what he wants because he wants to do it. He's, he's right. a force of chaos. You don't really know much about how he got what his motivations are originally yes. what spawned his motivations right and you don't know what spawned them but in this i'm kind of like i don't know if i agree with jackson now because i'm kind of like he he has a very strict code and he has a very clear goal and a very clear desire and he actually truly believes that he's right. And I think he's an he anarchist, actually, basically, right? He, I mean, he, yeah, he's an yeah. anarchist, but he also believes that he knows people and he knows like human nature. He he believes, I think, because the way that he talks to everyone is like he tries to talk to them at their most base level, dealing with their base fears, be, dealing with like who they think they are and who they really are, because he believes everybody's a piece of shit. Yes. And so like, I kind of think that like that's his driving morality. And I actually think that he does have uh, a goal and it's not all pure chaos because he, it's he not says, just to, to watch the world burn as yeah, Alfred. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not that, I mean, it, it's too, I think the end goal is to watch the world burn, but the idea is to show people that they're pieces of shit, just like him. He's so great. It's, it's, Ugh. I don't, and I came to the realization, I don't know if I've ever liked and been more gripped by a single character in all of cinema. I, I really honestly don't know if I have. He's pretty great. He's it's he's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that movie's yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it's just fucking amazing. Um, yeah, nothing else. That's it. That's it. Uh, I, uh, on Disney plus, I fired up Disney plus the other day. I've watched so much streaming shit. I hadn't turned on my Disney plus in a while. And I saw onward was there. So I was oh, like, really? Oh, Oh, I'll give it a watch. Sure. Uh, it, the first two thirds, I was like, this is, you know, I wasn't expecting bad. Right. Right. You know, right. like you just don't Pixar. expect bad. Right. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. Pretty good. Like, you know, I wouldn't, you know, it's not, it's not getting me the way that, other Pixar movies have uh, it, it. It does have a different aesthetic look to it than a lot yeah. of Pixar. It's kind of a different world that I'm not used to them kind of playing in, I guess, which right. I kind of enjoyed. Right. Um, and then it gets to the end and I'm not going to spoil anything, but those sons of bitches, man, <laughs> they, they yeah. are the masters at the sappy, like tug your at your heartstrings shit. Like mm -hmm. I challenge anyone to sit down and watch this movie and not get a little teary eyed in the least at the end. And, and, and by the time it ended, I was like, Oh, that was great. I really <laughs> liked it. Even though if I put it up against like up or toy story or, or, you know, even, even going over the DreamWorks side, I don't think it's as good as like how to train your dragon or mm -hmm. anything. None of right, those. Right. It's not okay. as good as those, but, okay. but it was fucking good. And it's worth everyone's watch. Uh, it did annoy me at the end though, because uh, I don't know if you remember, but in the How to Train Your Dragon movies, they all have kind of a similar ending where it's like the main story ends and then 
it, well, the movie opens with a monologue, right? With sure. like, oh, this is the land of the dragons and blah, 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 and whatever. Yep. And then it ends with like a, a prologue type scene where, sure. you know, the main story is ended, but then you have like a little visual scene where he's flying around the thing and he says one more bit. It ties the rest of the movie together. Ah. This ripped that off completely. Okay. Like, like okay. I was watching it and I'm like, this is just ridiculous and i'm sure mm -hmm. other movies have done this but but it did it ripped it off i didn't care it was good I, i'd give it a i'd give it a solid b which i guess is like you know it's an f for pixar right well no i still say their f is cars i've never understood the love for cars i don't get I it i don't think cars it sells, is good. it sells more merchandise than any other yeah. pixar children like cars Children wow. like cars. That's it. But yeah, yeah. cars, cars kind of stinks. But um, but yeah, I watched that. I don't think I talked about the hunt yet. Uh, no, no, uh, you haven't. So I did go see the hunt. That was the last time I was in a movie theater, actually. Okay. You know, many moons ago, the let when we could go to the movies. Remember when that was a thing? I remember, do remember movies. Somehow, somehow that happened. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing I saw was the hunt. Um, and I thought it was a blast. Um okay. It it very much is exactly what we thought it was, which is the elitists kidnap the deplorables uh -huh. and hunt them for sport. Now, there are some twists as to why this happens. Mm -hmm. um, it does shell out the, uh, the, the jokes. It takes jabs at both sides, which is fun. Okay. I actually thought it was harsher on the elitist liberal characters than it was on the hunted the main oh. character that you follow is one of the people that's being hunted right okay. so yeah, yeah. so naturally that's your protagonist or whatever sympathetic right but i was very pleasantly surprised at how offensive it got at times and how much of a jab it was at kind of the uh social justice warrior craziness that's okay. gone on sure. um so yeah so i thought that was fun um uh, is is it great no uh, it does have a couple great performances in it, though. Um, I forget her name, but she's in Glow. The yeah, main blonde here. She, she is great. fucking great in this. She's yeah. the main character. She's awesome. Um, what's her name from Million Dollar Baby is great. Name escapes me. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'd give it like a B, another B. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was funny. Uh, Action-packed. Something happens at the beginning where you're like, Oh, uh, like this is what we're doing. Ha ha. I can't believe you fuckers, but yes, uh, it was good. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, I finished Ozark season three. Um, the show gets progressively better, not only season to season, but as the seasons go, like mm. I would literally say that episode one of Ozark to episode 30, the show has, has increased in quality dramatically as it's been on netflix okay. it is now it, it's the most bingeable show that i can remember like okay. i can't stop watching the show if i press play i'm up till like 3 30 a.m to okay. try to sneak in that last episode you know what okay. i mean yeah. uh, so all the performances are great uh jason bateman always good laura linney i hate laura linney from the congo days uh but she's great in it. Uh, there's right. the little blonde girl, the blonde chick with the curly hair, who's kind of a, 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 a loud mouth. She's been in like the Americans and, and stuff like that. And she's great. Um, 
yeah, I, uh, I just, it's, it's just, oh, it's fantastic. And then lastly, I am going to say, uh, plug our own show this Friday, the first episode, uh, Paul from, uh, from tales from the flip side. And I are doing a Friday, the 13th retrospective review series where we're going to watch Ooh. every Friday, the 13th. So the first two are in the can they're recorded. The first one airs, uh, Friday at 1300 eastern time get it oh military time. get it yeah friday the 13th uh, yeah uh, yeah so uh 12 central noon central uh but yeah so we watched the first one and the second one um i've actually watched four of them um and finally at number four did i get what i was expecting you know from my limited knowledge of jason that it's sure. not to be taken too seriously that it's fun uh, -huh. uh, the first three, I gotta be honest. And I texted you, I said, I do not understand the beloved appeal of this franchise based sure. on what I've seen part four with Corey Feldman as a kid. Mm -hmm. That was actually really stupid fun. Okay. I had a blast watching it. So hopefully it just gets dumber and dumber as it goes and it becomes more fun. But yeah, they're very, they, they, for having such a, like, you know, we talked about it last week, um, the, the story of, of kind of the tragic story of Jason and how he came to be. Yeah. Uh, you would think there would be like a lot of meat there yeah. to do interesting things. Mm -hmm. This series just doesn't concern itself with that, though, which is sure. surprising to me. I mean, compare the first three movies comparing to the first three Nightmare on Elm Streets where each one was like totally its own thing. It went yeah. in different directions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of pathetic. Sorry, Jason fans, but but I, I just don't get it. They like um, the mask. I told you. It's the iconic it is. mask. In this last one, uh, part four, the final chapter, four out of out of 10 the final right. chapter yeah uh he does look like a fucking badass like right. he is a cool looking character you know yep. so yeah we had some good deaths in this one uh i've noticed too that the the more the more uh tits and ass in the movie the more entertaining they are the more stupid high, high school kids that are really in their 30s the more entertaining they are uh another person popped up in this one i didn't realize made an appearance in friday the 13th crispin glover and he basically played george mcfly in the movie. wow wow <laughs> wow so yeah wow. so that one was fun but yeah that's uh that's all I've got, really. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but right. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I've got. I, you that's know, a, I've another episode. It's another episode. We're we're what four live episodes, three, four, something like that. I don't know what we're gonna watch for a review for next week. We'll figure it out. Yeah, there. sweet. Got but uh, yeah, hey, watch TV. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen, watch, whatever you need to do. Um, hey, thank you for, to uh, to Solo Wookie for always being at every episode of any show ever. I don't understand how he does that, but uh, yeah, thanks, Solo Wookie. But yes, thank you all very much, and tune in next week as we discuss horror villains YouTube cooking shows. I'm so excited. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.